Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while 2023, you guys, and I'm winging it. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. That's the website, the Dork Forest, if you like a determiner. Dorkforest.com also works. JackieCation.com has all of my stand-up information. Like, it has videos, it has pictures, it has links to this podcast and to my other podcast with Lori Kilmartin. It has a merch store that has Dork Forest t-shirts. It has all of my stand-up merch and all of my CDs and DVDs. So, that's what you know about websites. There's an opportunity because uh, we're in the new year here that you can donate to the Dork Forest. I don't have a Patreon. I don't have uh, anything really set up, though I understand you can set up on PayPal a monthly if you wanted to. Uh, you could donate and uh, be of uh, to support the show. This is the 17th season, the 17th year I've been putting this stuff out. It's free, but if you have money and would like to throw me some money, boy, howdy. Uh, uh, there's a PayPal. The, uh, there is at my webs at my email address, actually, Jackie at JackieCation.com, which you can also email me and tell me how much you're enjoying the show. You can also do Venmo if you'd like, which is just Jackie Cation, no hyphen, all one word, picture of this, this person, me. And then um, I think that's it. I think I have Zell, but it's too complicated. Other than that, let's do the credits. Patrick Brady, still in, fixing the audio all these years later. Give it up to Patrick Brady. That's what a lot of your donations support, by the way, because I like to uh, share the wealth. And then um, Bill Mose, he does the websites. And Mike Rickberg wrote and sang that song composed and sang that song with his wife now, Sarah. And uh, at the end, he sings uh, the Mexican hat dance, which is always fun. Anyway, I'm sure there's more to it. There's a band camp that has a bunch. It has like a, a, a stand-up storytelling album that was never released. It's uh, There's also a, a bunch of live episodes that many of them are free. There were 200 episodes that were not pre-recorded, and I sort of culled through those, and I pulled like 17 of the best ones. There's an album collection of that, 17 Hours of Dork Forest. If you run through all of the episodes, go to bandcamp.com, Dork Forest, or Google those words and you'll find it. Anyway, there's probably more. I can't remember any of it, but you're doing great. Feel free to enjoy the show. Hi, uh, Jackie Cation here. I'm in a hotel room in uh, Portland, Oregon. My guest is in a hotel room in Austin, Texas. They're almost the same city. They're in different states. They're both keeping it weird. Welcome to the program, Django Gold. Hi, Jackie. I'm doing good. I'm getting the sense that your hotel room is nicer than mine. No, they look exactly the same. I'm staying at a Crown Plaza, which is an Uh IHG property. What about yourself? Ooh, I'm an IHG as well. I'm at a Hotel Indigo, and I am continually going back up and down the elevator, down to the lobby to get their, like, citrus water. So I'm literally, every every hour or so, I take my two little cups, and I take the elevator (laughs) down. Stock up on 32 ounces of citrus water. Oh, there we go. Hey. Yeah, there we go. It's uh, I've stole this from Club. Oh, my God. That looks like one of those flavored Fiji It's a waters. nice Fiji, but I've refilled it with tap water. Oh, there you go. That's, that's a clever move. That's Just like when... because I got to. We're all supposed to. We're never. Nobody's drinking enough water, you guys. Yeah. Uh, Django Gold's name is really Django Gold. That's yeah, what you should know. He's a New a... York comic. It's D J A N G O. 
G-O-L-D, but it's at Django on Twitter and it's at Django Industries on like YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff. And you will have a new special. You will have a new special next month on the YouTubes called Bag of Tricks, Django Gold. I too will have a tiny special mid-July, 10 minutes uh, of me staring into the ass of a Mazda 6. (laughs) I was just really angry uh, about specials and um, I decided to, uh, someone has uh, Emily and Kyle Clark, they have the the Mazda 6 in reverse. Mm -hmm. I'm staring into the. Oh, you do the, the uh, the rear cam. Yeah, the rear cam oh, in reverse. That, that's and then I have a little bit of a laugh. I tell that's 10 amazing. minutes of car jokes. And then uh, <laughs> and then better, we call better, it a day. That's a way better bit than I did. I just threw away thousands of dollars to do it at an actual venue. But you, you're doing like an avant-garde like oh, death yeah. trip video or something. Two years ago, I threw away actual tens of thousands of dollars. Oh. Uh, this cost me probably a grand just because yeah. I wanted to make sure everybody and we recorded it in my alley. Kyle yeah, yeah. did suggest several cars, a three car shot, <laughs> a three camera. And I was like, not good. Like, that's <laughs> like a demolition derby in terms of the choreography, you know, <laughs> avoiding being backed up into by various. That's pretty fun. That's that's a really yeah. good idea. I, I wish I wish I had stolen that. <laughs> right. I stole it from uh, Scott Marvel Cassidy. Maria Bamford's husband came up with it. He's a fine uh, artist. He doesn't need it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm doing it. And so what's uh, the next frontier? Like security camera, ring doorbell footage. <laughs> right. An ATM. If you could somehow tap into that would, somebody's. That, that would be cool. I like it. It's ATM like, footage. here's like, my pin number. It's yeah. Bell's joke. <laughs> like and... eight, eight, eight people waiting behind you in line while you're like, here's a thing, weird thing about mailboxes. What, why is it called an ATM machine, you guys? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, uh, Jago, uh, your dorkdom, which I thought was funny. I think someone's done this before, but, you know, 17 oh. years. Oh, who no. knows? I think it was just grilling. You're, uh, you have an actual cut of meat. It's a yeah. cut of meat. Yeah. What, do we, what, do, what do you want to tell me about? Food? Well, the overall prompt was just steak in general, good old beef steak. But the actual cut of meat, if you really want to narrow it down, would be the ribeye, which I consider the most succulent cut. Really? The ribeye over a filet mignon, over a prime rib? Yeah. Filet mignon is good. It's fine. But the, 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 the issue with it, it does not have a lot of marbling, does not have a lot of fat in it. So it's kind of more of like a drier, steaky flavor. The ribeye yeah. really excels. I know you want steak in your steak like a plebeian. <laughs> right. Well, no, no. That's uh no, I genuinely enjoy kind of a fattier steak myself just yeah. because uh with chicken, you you like that's why I don't like a boneless, skinless chicken breast, because oh, yeah. they always have sure. to add something to it anyway. It's yeah. a hockey puck. It's oh, uh God. it's dumb. Why don't you just cook the whole th- chicken and then <laughs> you'll have all the flavor? And then if you want to get weird about it, take it off the bone and, and throw the skin out like a monster. I, I okay, so to talk be, to me uh, about marbling. Yes. I was gonna say I used to when I was like briefly on like a working out kick, I would just torture myself by making nothing but like unseasoned chicken breasts and i would cut them into cubes and put it <laughs> oh. in a pl- plastic bag and like eat it like oh. mix, just like the most oh. s- self-torturing yeah <laughs> yeah how is this yeah you're just like that's not it doesn't even feel like it's building character that just no, feels like all this is building gains yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah but steak though the marbling oh my god you gotta have the marbling that's what they always like they kind of like fetishize it in the, in the steak world like all that good marbling and it really is great it's like the fat basically melts while you're cooking it and just like suffuses the whole thing with that delicious, delicious fatty flavor. 
Right, right. It's interesting that we do stake off the bone mm-hmm. when in with other animals, you want it, you want the bone for the flavor. Mm-hmm. Like, and so yeah. if you just have, you know, a hunk of shoulder or a hunk of meat, you would think that it would be, you would have to add a lot of something like, like a hockey puck of a, of a yeah, yeah, skinless yeah. chicken breast. But for some reason, a ribeye, which isn't, there's no bone, there's no rib, right? Is there well, a little? There, little? There, there can be. They do that. Like, have you seen like the tomahawk steaks? These are, like the big yeah. vir- viral ones where it has like a big like fucking hunk of bone coming yeah, off it's of got, it. It's a, it's a popsicle of meat, right? Yeah. Like, you, you know, like that salt bay guy is always like putting like fucking gold flake and like bullshit on it. Like, that's like <laughs> the, the bone is like a big like it's extravagance. Like, yeah, nah, you know, it's, it's like that type of like sexy carnival atmosphere, but really you don't need one. <laughs> <in my opinion. laughs> Okay, so uh, yeah, so ribeye has the marbling that you want because it'll add more flavor to it, much like a bone would do if you had a soup or something like that. But what? How do you? How do you prepare this? Well, I mean, if we're gonna talk steaks, let's do it. Might as well. I mean, basically, I I do one of two things. I'll either grill it on my little shitty barbecue I have, which is really falling apart. The total health hazard at this point. Is wait, waiting to die in a gas. Explosion. What do you? What do you? Do you have like Smoky Joe? Like a little? No, I have a little gas grill that I bought in Craigslist a few years ago, but it was like really, really cheap. And it's already like kind of rusting through, so I'm like really like testing the limits of how far I can keep using it. You know? What? Wait, yeah. like a tiny gas grill? Yeah, yeah, I have a little backyard in New York. Not to brag. Uh, that is a brag, <laughs> and because uh, it's not a, it's not like your your fire escape. You have like no, a no. tiny little garden space, kind of. Yeah, garden garden slash piles of old beer cans and cigarette butts, but whatever qualifies a garden to you, you know. Right, because you're <laughs> in Brooklyn or Queens or something. Where I'm in Manhattan. Oh, you and you're in again, Manhattan again, bragging out my ass. Holy smokes! <laughs> I, I don't think uh, people. Dang, uh, Jango Gold is clearly uh, uh, some m- sort of uh, m- money to eat. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, what uh, what does it look like? The the thing, the the gas grill. Oh uh, yeah, it's like a little black box with like a propane tank attached to it, and like you know, you know, three burners. What's again, the brand? It's gotta be one of those like offshoot brands. It's not like it's not like a fucking. It, like it, it isn't like a Weber or or not no, that Weber makes a gas grill, but maybe they do. But it's just like it was like clearly a very cheap grill these people bought, and I bought from them secondhand on Craigslist. So we're talking the you know, next grill or something like that. Who knows? And so you have propane, and you have mm-hmm. a, a and it's small. It's it's like yeah. It's like the size of your desk at your in your Austin, Texas. Is it bigger than? Is it smaller than the 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 desk you're on? It's a medium sized backyard, but in New York that means you know huge. <laughs> right, right. But no, no, not the oh, yard. The grill. The, the I'm grill. sorry, the grill. Yeah. yeah. Eighteen inches by twenty four inches, something like that. Pretty tiny. But you know. Oh, I, that is tiny. I live alone, and you usually you know unless I'm growing burgers up for the boys, I'm usually just cooking for one. So I right, my, right. My sad little okay. steak out there. And there's there's and the propane is obviously contained. I've I've gone down into the weeds here, but we yeah. have an hour, so I have well, to you, ask you. Well, you know it's, it's illegal to have propane in New York, so don't. It's hopefully now your podcast listeners are narcs. 
<laughs> oh right, right. They're all narcs. Oh it's, no! Uh, it's yeah, yeah. It's my it's my main listenership. It's like, it's like a whole monitor uh, <laughs> variety hour. <laughs> uh, we're a pile of meddlers. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. so but usually for our, use our powers for good. And uh, so so you do a gas stove. You do a gas a gas grill when when you're yeah, grilling. Yeah. Do you like it because you can control the heat better or what? Uh, it's just safer because once you get a bunch of like used charcoal briquettes, they're very hot, and if the wind gets in that shit, like your backyard is on fire. So like, oh, like, interesting. All right, so, so uh, propane, despite the risk of exploding and destroying a, a city block, is technically a little bit safer. Look at all the set, look at all the risks I run just to have a steak. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you that. Uh, so Andy, my husband has a as a buddy. They they all lived in this apartment building in Sherman Oaks, and the upstairs neighbor were two guys and they had girlfriends and they had grilled one time and Andy and I went out to dinner and we came back to his apartment and his garage was on fire. And what had happened was they had gotten drunk with their briquettes and did not wait for them to cool off and put them in the garbage. Yeah. And then they lit their garage on fire and (laughs) the, the, that's it i couldn't believe how dumb that was i was like yeah. but it must have been painful to dump them i mean it must have been very hot yeah when you dump them into a garbage full that... of trash that will now yeah, light I'll, on fire I'll put in my 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 old, my old gasoline soaked rags that i threw away in here it sounds, it sounds like <laughs> something, something tim allen would do on home improvement <laughs> bad sitcom yeah, anyway yeah. so okay so, yeah, that's, so you... that's the risk you're on that's okay. why that is, yeah all right. So yeah. you and your gas grill, your tiny gas grill. Yep. So how do you, yeah. So what do you usually do? So Jack. And how please. big is the steak? Does it serve one? What do you, what's your opinion on that? I usually like to go for an inch thick steak for one. Sometimes I'll bump that up to an inch and a half. If you go to like the fancy butcher, they'll cut to order. Okay. So you can get as thick as you want, but an inch is usually pretty good for one growing boy. It's like a pound of meat. And I yeah, will basically season the fuck out of it with salt and pepper let it kind of get to room temp. They say to do that. It's like kind of like a bullshit, like old wives tale type thing. Do that. Sear it on each side for about three minutes. Let it uh, not not cool, but kind of like settle. They say that's like that's, that's yeah. a lot of like kind of like weird superstitions about this. Where it's like you can't cut into a meal because like, then the juices slash whatever the, the shit is, pectin or whatever, will like seep out. So you let it settle for a bit. You make a little tinfoil house. Put it in. <laughs> it's like insane. But then you do that, and then you know. Fucking, fucking supper time right right so you do it right though you follow all the sort of uh you're like okay fine yeah. i will allow this to come to room temperature yeah i will just salt and pepper this thing it's like an, you don't uh, marinate uh, it you don't i don't marinate a, a ribeye if i'm doing cheaper cuts of meat to make like tacos or something then i'll marinate mm-hmm. that with a ribeye like you know you, you really it's like really you gotta taste the flavor of the steak like so i really salt salt and pepper is usually suffice and it sounds like it's super rare like seared but rare in the middle yeah i like, um, I like that nice and red and a pound of meat uh i believe is 16 ounces is that correct yeah that <laughs> seems like a great deal of uh do, do you have a salad with it do you ever get yourself some green beans what do you what are you looking at i usually uh, do a baked potato with a god God, ungodly amount of sour cream and like some, okay. char- some charred broccoli or something. 
that's usually a pretty, okay. good, pretty good time. All right, though. yeah, yeah. And this is a Just, meal, you, to clarify, I only eat like once a month because it like will stop me in my tracks for the rest of the night. <laughs> right. So it's like one of those things where I'm like, oh, no, mommy. Like that's like the reaction I had. Like, I was going to ask you how often <laughs> such a meal could be consumed yeah. without, I don't know, falling over because your arteries have clogged. It's about once um, a month, yeah. <laughs> okay. And, but that, but that is a very rare to eat such a rare piece of meat. You have to find like a really good butcher because it would be yeah. hard to go to like a save Mart and trust well, whatever ribeye. I, I've gotten some pretty shitty steaks from like my local stop and shop type place. And like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I, this kind of makes it seem like I'm like, I'm like a purist. I'm c- pretty much like willing to eat whatever. So I will like get like the, the crappy, like <laughs> styrofoam compact. You're like ones. close enough. I'm doing yeah, it. It's, you know, I, I, I okay. don't have, have the patience to go to like the good butcher shop. And also the good butcher shop is expensive as hell, you know. They're pretty expensive, but if you're only doing it once a month and, you know, like when you go out to eat for a steak, I took my dad out for steak Ooh. in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Hell yeah. About a week and a half ago. Uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, big factory town. Yeah. Uh, they were, they did it right. He, he got a filet. It was like an eight ounce filet yeah. and it was a good inch, inch and a half thick. But it was only about eight ounces, which uh, is more than enough, though he is a very thin old man. Please mm. eat all of this meat. Right, and right. Uh, and yep. he got it Sad seared on the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he got it just like you said, where it was he was like, sear the heck out of it on both sides. And then yeah. it's sort of raw in the middle. Ooh, blue. And it was they call, they call that sometimes. Like you, you can go medium rare, rare, medium done, but there's also the, the the most rare possible way of cooking is called blue, which basically just means purely like searing the sides and the middle is like a fucking like, you know, it's like a, a the inside of a heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much. Yeah. I, you know, and I'll, uh, I think I got the steak tartar, which was mm, that's wrong. Even, it's even rarer than blue. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't mind it. Uh, like, do you just, is beef your favorite? of all the meats yeah i don't know it's hard to say i mean they all have their they all have their merits i love shrimp oh my god i love shrimp so much that's 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 uh, we we, we, could, we could do a second second podcast about shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> right so uh, you could do you could do a surf and turf i once uh sometimes at a comedy yeah. club i get what's called an idiot surf and turf over yeah. at the acme oh, wow. uh in oh, minneapolis it's it's an appetizer of mussels mm-hmm and then an appetizer of uh, chicken wings, or I'll get like uh, an apple, an appetizer of shrimp cocktail, right. and then an appetizer of chicken wings. I thought That's you were why at least, that... at least say a hamburger. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I got pop tarts and Mountain Dew, you know, surf and turf. <laughs> you know, surf and turf. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, you ever grill a shrimp? Oh yeah, shrimp on the barbie. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, do you do a, a, a shish like a shish? Yeah, you, you, do you shish it up, or do you? you what you do shish, you do? You shish those motherfuckers up, put it out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once once it's cooked, based in butter, garlic, onion, all that shit, it's great, really great. <laughs> Got well, it. it's it. Uh, I just ate, and I'm like, I kind of need a steak now. Anyway, and yeah. a steak and shrimp. So the ribeye is. I do like the idea of 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 a room temperature, just because then it could cook more sanely right like yeah. you're not trying to get it up to heat it's already at sort of that, a that, normal that, that, that's what they claim that's like what, what your gordon ramsay types claim i mean i don't know like i think there's well, it just makes sense doesn't it because like it you're coming sense. from 55 
yeah. I, th I, th I think like when you when you go online you see all these cooking videos people have gotten like really really crazy into the science of it to a way that kind of like eh, i don't know kind of i don't need like, the science of it it just made sense I, yeah, so yeah. i was like i'm all right i'm all right with doing that yeah. the weird thing is is the sitting because i kind of like a steak piping hot yeah i don't i don't like to let it rest yeah, that's true yeah it, it is how kinda, long do you five minutes something like that okay but, they recommend good. 10. I'm willing to wait four or five. Yeah, That'll yeah, be yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. You, you play your own pace, you know? Yeah. It's, <laughs> I need to eat it. It's, what, what, it's what, done. What really sucks though is that it's very difficult for me to time the other sides precisely well. So I will often fuck up where the steak is done, but the potato has like 20 minutes left to go. And that's just oh, like a pop. That's unfortunate. Scenario. That is DEF CON 5. Like, because then you're just stuck either eating a hot steak by itself. Or waiting until you have a cold steak, and it's just like so. Usually, what I have to do, Jackie, is I'll compromise and take the potato out early, so I'm eating a good steak and hard chunks of undercooked potato, <laughs> like some like someone in the Irish salmon or something. It's essentially a raw baked potato. Yeah, it's, it's that it's, is it's very tough. sad. It's like a science to get this all right, and like like I was saying in the email, it's like the science of doing the same thing again and again and again and again, trying to get it right. And it's kind of so satisfying when you actually nail it, but I've you know, the battlefield of this is strewn with my failures, I guess. <laughs> what I recommend is that you just cook the rest of it mm -hmm. and then start the steak and then reheat the first two bits. That's using huh? your noggin. That's using your that's, noggin. That's where I that's where I'm at with the uh with the because it is it I, I remember as I don't know, did you did your parents cook at all? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So did could they nail the putting it all on the table at the same time i would assume so it's hard for me to remember specifics because you know the kid is like gimme you know you're not really as concerned with, with all the love right, right. Care, care that's going into it but yeah i think i think my parents were both both pretty good cooks back in the day if i recall and also now, now that you mentioned it i just remember my dad was like a big steak guy so i realized you know this whole like we're all turning into our fathers thing mm -hmm. you, you probably don't get it as much but like among men <laughs> Oh, no, oh, I really? get it. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, because my dad is uh, he's a lot like radiation. He uh, we rarely saw him, but he affected all of our lives. Oh, so, uh, yes. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, but should, he should, uh, should, should, should get your dad on the podcast. Uh, I did record. I can't, I don't know where it is. I recorded. He went in for heart surgery probably five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. And so when he got it out. Uh, I was like, I'd like to record a Dork Forest about sales and how much you love sales. Mm -hmm. And we recorded it and it infuriated me so much because everything is a sale to my dad, including <laughs> the ladies. Oh. And so he was telling me about dating. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't like the math on this, dad. Uh, you were still with mom then. He was like, well, it's not my fault. That's the math. And I was like, yeah, no, no, it's specifically, <laughs> you can't specifically blame your fault. You can't, can't blame you the were numbers. The, you were the. What, what, is your, what, is your, what, what does your dad sell? What, what, what line uh, aluminum siding, windows, wow. doors, awnings. Oh, my yes, he's, he's, like, a, he's, like a, he's like a traditional, like. Old timey oh, tin hello, man. Hello, man. Oh, oh dog. he genuinely loves a cold call. He yeah. loves a cold call with wow. the power of the sun. He likes telemarketers calling. Really? Because he likes to hear the pitch. He likes the to just pitch. sort of, he loves to just kick back, listen oh to how the God. pitch is going, and then go, that's pretty good. Are you a, looking for other telemarketing work? So he, he must be infuriated, as we all are, of this latest trend of just getting these like robocalls 
where it's just like a robotic voice complaining, like saying, you need to upgrade your motorcycle insurance or whatever. My dad was had the first, he gets uh, almost a hundred robocalls a day. And okay. I was like, it's an indictment yeah. on his, on his cell phone. It's an indictment of the fact that he owned one of the very first robocalls oh, uh, so callers. He's, he's and it was, in my opinion, uh, but his robocall was pretty basic. It was in the 80s. It was in the mm. uh, like the late 70s, early 80s. And yeah. all it would do, all it was programmed to do was make calls. Right. Mm. But and the message was, are you thinking of uh, putting siding or, or, you know, jazzing up your house? Mm -hmm. uh, call this number for a free brochure about windows or doors or roofing or siding or awnings. And then if they did call. Uh, he would deliver the is like, we'll send you a flyer mm -hmm. and they would call, leave their address. And then he would show up at their door with the flyer. Wow. He, he, and then he, so then it was a lead and then he could try to make the sale. And uh, he loves a lead to this first, day. First person yeah. who got a robocall is like, ah, <laughs> oh, just terrifying. my phone, Gam. Right. It's like, there's no way this. And I'm sure they tried to talk to them yeah. because <laughs> yeah. now the oh, robocalls no. are creepy. Slow down, slow down. Yeah. yeah. Now the robocalls kind of sound real. And we they're like a lot, of, a lot in Korean or like like some some Eastern languages. I just keep getting someone speaking a language I do not understand coming at me. I get a lot of them, too. I'm not really sure. The oh, really? Are, but yeah. Oh, that's weird. Oh, well, <laughs> it does. It does suck. It's yeah. um, we lost so the machines. What does your dad do that he uh, that he also enjoyed a steak? Uh, he's deceased now, but he was a painter slash union man. He was one of those hard edged, not, not hard edged. I don't know why I said that. It's like a uh, not true at all. He was a uh, like he worked for like the the union that puts up display signs at like conventions, which I guess okay requires its own entire like individual body so he would yeah he would like set up displays and then he would come back for like half a year and just like paint as like a, like an artist and then make make steak and drink drink pass blue ribbon oh well it sounds <laughs> yeah. like a pretty good life actually brother yeah. uh, <laughs> kind of reminds yeah. me of my, of my life right now <laughs> exactly that's why <laughs> you became without, a comic. Without, without the work Exactly. <laughs> right, right. The, without the heavy lifting. Yeah. I am, by the way, talking with Django Gold, D-J-A-N-G-O. Uh, Django Industries is his YouTube channel. He has a new special coming out next week, uh, next month. Uh, Bag of Tricks, it's called. Mid-July yeah. of 2023. Uh, it'll be on his YouTube channel, and it's Django Industries. And um, it'll be in the notes. So, yeah, check um, the notes, listeners. Yeah, check the notes. You know it. And what about? Whoa, that went Ooh. that went low. My, are you, my, are you, are you a gamer at all? Do you, you play video games? I am. You, you have one like that's like that cool like like Fortnite right. Well, and it's easier to travel with a gaming yeah. headset. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Uh, Patrick Brady. Not his favorite uh, setup. He's yeah. my audio. Uh, he's the audio guy. He does all the audio. Ah, and video. I see. So he likes it when it's fancier. He's not wrong. We're also using the zoom audio, which isn't his favorite either, but uh, we're both in five to $5 gas station headphones. I bought again, not an ideal. <laughs> his doctor is kind of yeah. uh, the, uh, he's got a degree in film. Yeah. Well, film zoom podcast, you know, they're kind of compatible right. mediums. <laughs> it is now what, what uh, podcast man uh, that he doesn't want you to watch it on the on your laptop that that we know for sure yeah. 
<laughs> that's an idea podcast on the big screen yeah and, yeah uh, just uh youtube on the big screen 70 millimeter cut of the dark forest with Django gold <laughs> what uh okay so talk to me about do you ever do a shish kebab you ever do uh a marinated uh I, you were I, talking I, about sometimes making uh maybe tacos or fajitas or something yeah yeah i'll, I'll do a shish kebab, shish kebab with shrimp uh, with with steak, I, I don't think I've ever done it before. I've mostly just done either the high end prime or ribeye or the low end, just like tacos thing. But the tacos thing is fun, man. I, I love I love making tacos with friends. It's a weird setting. And do you do that yeah. on the grill as well, or do you do it the, in the house? Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I mean, I can do it in the house. The problem is when you do it on the grill, it's one less pan you have to clean. Okay. I also, I also have like a tiny like galley kitchen, I guess you would call it, where oh, it's like four, right. feet, four feet by eight feet. So anytime you cook in my apartment, it gets like. The entire place just reeks like whatever I'm cooking, you know. So right, doing, doing the grill is kind of like a better option, I think. Are you on the ground floor? Mm-hmm. So is it easy to sort of get out into that little space in the outside? Yeah, that's uh, that's nice. Um, yeah. you're not in a basement apartment, are you? No, no, no. It's it's what you okay. call call a parlor apartment because it's like ten feet up or eight feet up from the from the curb, which also thankfully spares me knocked on wood. From the giant, giant rats in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's some rats in New York. Dude, it it's is, unfortunate. Is so bad. When I come back home at night, it is like life and death out there. There are dozens of rats, and I hate rats. And once one of them touched me, and it was like the worst day of my life. <laughs> I know. I I for I never when I lived briefly in uh, in New Jersey, uh, there mm. were cockroaches, yeah. and I had never thought about cockroaches before, and I was terrified. And then I kind of got used to it. Yeah. And then I'm like, just kill them, just kill them. They're indoors; they don't belong indoors. Get yeah. out, so die. No, no, and no, no, no. Uh, then I moved to Los Angeles, where I had never thought about ants before. And Los <laughs> Angeles has ants. Wow. And I hate ants. I yeah. hate ants. I never used to care. I used to be okay about ants. Sure. Now, I loathe an ant. I once had a mattress <laughs> on the floor, and uh, and there were ants. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was a terrible time in my life. You're, and, like, uh, you're, you're, like, you're like the anti-Dr. Doolittle. Like Very destro- much so. Destroying and refusing to communicate with any of the animals. And well, uh, I used to have recurring nightmares about spiders falling from the ceiling because oh, I hate spiders. Oh my god! And yeah. I would wake up screaming about spiders. Oh, and then Lord. one time, it was a terrible time <laughs> yeah. uh, for for decades. I I because I used to be terrified decades. of spiders. Oh my yeah, god. it was bad. Uh, it was all through like I think college and and um, and uh-huh. shitty apartments where uh spiders would just sort of exist and then Uh i one time had a dream when i when i the first time i ever lived alone i had a spider dream and i was like you guys in the dream it was a weird lucid dreaming experience where i was Mm. like we have to make come to a i can't have these it can't happen you know i'm in my 30s we have to wrap this up and um I sort of made a deal with the spiders. I was like, you guys, if you don't land on me, I won't mm. kill you. And mm. so they parted and landed on the floor. Wow. And I also said, and if you are outdoors, I won't kill you. Mm-hmm. If you are in the house, sure. I will either find someone to take you out of the house That's or right. I will have to kill you. Yeah. And uh, and if you are a black widow, this is this is, was an addendum made when there were a lot of black widows in our backyard. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, you guys, uh, I can't I leave that house. So too fast. many tiny dogs, but too many guys, feral cats. Those guys kill you on like one bite, right? That's that, that kind of spider? No, they are not. The black widows, uh, you have to actually be sort of infirm or a baby or a really okay. small animal. All right, well, but they will better. make you sick. <laughs> yeah. And so, and they are creepy as all hell. Mm. Uh, and they can be like as big as like my thumbnail. Mm. And so you're like, I don't like it. Anyway, uh, I was once in Cambodia and I that was offered to eat bugs and Uh I didn't eat them and I don't regret it, but I wish I had done it so that I could say that I had done it because it'd be a better story. You can just lie. And it would be a great segue back into whatever you're cooking uh, right, right now. Right, right, right. In Cambodia, when you were eating bugs, that's a kind of <laughs> mistake in Manhattan. <laughs> right. Talk to me. Uh, yeah. Talk to me about where uh, where you would what I, I want to look at these notes again that you sent me, because oh, yeah. um, what do you <laughs> like the idea? So you use a cast iron pan? Well, not really. I, 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 I that, That's kind of like. The cast iron pan has become like the emblem of like the modern fastidious man who like buys a lot of gear and shit. I just use like a cheapo stainless steel and it does fine. But I have friends okay. who, are like, who are like cast iron acolytes who like do the whole seasoning and all that stuff. It's just a little, I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm very lazy. So once I find something that works, I'm loath yeah. to go like one step far. I'm happy to just, like sit on my laurels, you know? Yeah. There's, I, I don't think there's any reason to reinvent the wheel if it works for you, right? Yeah, you know. Have you had a better steak than what you can make? Um, this is going to sound vain, Jackie, but no. <laughs> I, I think I do a better job than a restaurant, mostly because I make one of them, and a restaurant is making a shitload of them. But also, okay. also because the pride and joy you get and going going from beginning to end and doing what you set out to do, that does make it taste better. So I get a little bit of a training wheels boost from that. So okay. with, with these two factors combined, I'm a three-star Michelin chef. Okay. You will stand <laughs> with, by your with, own. With, with, what, with one di- who can make one dish and a, one sh- dish. And a shitty Craigslist grill and mustache uh, plates. There's a, there used to be a, a restaurant uh, right off the Staten Island ferry on Staten Island yeah. that was walkable. And it was, they would have different Italian moms come in mm-hmm. and they could only make one dish. I heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. And I went there one time with Pete Lee mm-hmm. and you didn't get to pick what yeah. you were eating. Cause it was, was somebody's mom and it was yeah. the dish they were good at. Absolutely. And so we ate that dish. And if I remember correctly, it was delicious. I bet it uh, was. And you know, yeah. honestly losing the burden of choice has got to be so relaxing. I just love being ordered around. Here's what you're eating. Shut the fuck up. Like that's, <laughs> that's honestly why fascism is so, is so appealing to some people. I think because you don't have to make any choices for yourself. Like we're having chicken. Right. We're all having chicken. My children. We're all having chicken, but yeah. we're going to kill people who like it. Uh, yes, dark meat. Exactly. That's where it all falls apart. Uh, yeah. Fascism that's for me. You, that's where you're like, nah, uh, not for me. I, I, I was sold on the chicken part of it. Mm, <laughs> I do love chicken. I oh, I love chicken too. So, yeah. what YouTube cooking videos are you? Uh, did you learn from them, or do you just watch them as a soothing, like an ambient? It's a little bit of both. I mean, I yeah. like w- watching these videos because, like, you it's very satisfying to watch someone who's good at something do the thing they're good at. Uh, for a friend of mine, my friend Jermaine, recently pointed out to me that this kind of correlates to our little line of work is that 
when you see any TV show, specifically like a drama like Mad Men or something, Breaking Bad, whatever, the common thread between all these shows is that the protagonist is good at their job. They're good at what they do. And so you get to sit there and watch him or her like get their way out of the jam, like be competent and, and charismatic while doing it. And so, so it's just fun to watch that. So in the same way, watching someone perfectly make a lasagna or something is like, hey, you know. <laughs> is there, do you have a favorite uh, YouTube channel for such a thing? Or there's, is there stuff that you go to? Or do you just, or what would you search? These are two a, questions. There's yeah. this guy in Long Island whose name is escaping me, but he's just like an Italian-American guy who makes some really great Italian food. But what I love about his channel is at the, at the very end, he always gives it to his son, his like 10 year old son, 12 year old son or something. And he like rates it, you know, his son does. Okay. It's, like, it's just like very sweet and nice. And the, the guy is like a perfectionist. He's always like trying to like get just a little bit better of a bolognese or whatever like that. It's just like great to watch. Again, watch someone who's good at what they're doing and really cares about it, do it well. And this is kind of sweet to see the, the guy's kid like come up and like, oh, right. Because he's, he's doing it with the kid. Yeah, yeah. Does the kid help him at all? Or no, no. The, the kid is out of the kitchen, which is, is good because obviously you don't want some kid fucking up your, you know, your Alfredo sauce. <laughs> your <laughs> almost perfect bolognese. Exactly. If a kid, if and... kid asked if you could cook a steak with me, I'd be like, sorry, buddy. This ain't happening. <laughs> it's a, why don't you hand me a knife? Yeah, why don't exactly. you hand yeah, me the well, salt and pepper shaker? You, you don't need that liability in the kitchen. Come on. Let, let, it's let, a... let the adults do their thing. All right. And um, I will say this is my mom-in-law lives with us now and she is watching something called Azerbaijan Relaxing Village. And yes. there's no dialogue. Yes. And it is just, have you seen it? I've seen either, either it or something like it, where it's just like big old clay oven. We're making the bread today. And it's, yeah, just like all natural sounds, that type of thing. And there's no like dialogue or anything. It's just ambient noise yeah. of her chopping and kneading and him building like a stove in their backyard. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then if they don't have something to do, they or they have to change it a shot, they cut to like the chickens running around mm -hmm. or the ki cats playing or the it's dogs great. playing so or the soothing. kids. Oh my yeah. God, it's what I want to be killed to. Please euthanize me <laughs> to that <laughs> particular video. It's like soil and green. Is this you? Yes. In the, in like the it's exactly coffin. so. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I have been yeah. trying to explain to people that it's, no. it's that Edward G. Robinson <laughs> yeah, scene totally. from Soil and Green, and yeah. nobody's known it. For oh, some 100%. reason, Rangers of the Dark Forest, uh, oh. Django Gold has become my I favorite guest. I, oh my I, God. I, I you. The Enigma. Yeah, totally. Oh my god, I couldn't. Uh, this is this might be the clip because of it. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, there you go. I love this. What, 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 what oh music, my god! What, what music would you choose while the uh, the bread is being baked in Azerbaijan? Right, because I think it was uh, it was yeah, it was a famous. Jazz. It's like right. It was a classic. Uh, it was Something Mozart, like I think, that he was listening to or Beethoven. Yeah. In the. I can't actually remember. All I know is Charlton Heston trying not to cry as he watched uh, his father yeah, getting yeah. euthanized as his father is crying, yeah, watching yeah, yeah. tulips of what the earth used to be like. Oh, my God. That's a uh, Shit. I have to watch that. It's a hell of a scene. Yeah. yeah. So what's your what's your uh, issue with uh, Mr. Gordon Ramsay? Oh, yeah. I sent you that clip. So this is like I, I was telling Jackie, this is like my JFK assassination conspiracy theory type thing, which is that there's this video on YouTube. Jackie, what's the, what's the name of the clip for our listeners? Who want to find uh, out? Well, 
it's uh first of all they're making ad revenue everyone should know that uh (laughs) that there's two ads and it's called gordon ramsay how to cook cook the perfect steak thank you so that says it's a short video listeners it's like two and a half minutes long and it's gordon ramsay and is you know you know standard gordon ramsay style in the kitchen showing you how to cook a a ribeye there you go hell yeah so there it is so he you know does the same things i've been talking about salt pepper hot pan, hot sear, whatever. And he goes through the the process of doing it. But here's the thing, listeners. He never shows you the cross section of the completed steak. And no YouTube video that makes steak would ever go through the trouble of that and not show you the beautiful red steak that they've cooked. Yeah, So the the final. The fact that that is not in this video guarantees you that he fucking hockey pucked that steak. He fucking, that he screwed it up somehow. He, he he cooked it way too long, and it's like inedible, bra- you know, brown gray gr- gristle. But the, the fact that they didn't show it to you, I'm positive that Gordon Ramsay, the untouchable legend, Gordon Ramsay, fucked up that steak, and they didn't want to take <laughs> they, they didn't want to take the time to shoot it over again, so they just let it roll. roll. But that's my hundred percent conspiracy theory that I'm hundred percent convinced of, and I wish. Someone would call him out on it. Maybe out. Maybe it'll be me. Maybe this this could be maybe, the clip. That does this, it, yeah. this could be your YouTube. This could be the hill that you die on 100%. right here. You Gordon, just go you and just up, man. you just keep posting. And uh, I'm, maybe, I'm at a minute twenty. Let's maybe, cut to the end. Maybe I should show Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. The, oh, I will say this. Uh, so here's the so here he is mm-hmm. putting it on the here he is putting it on the thing here he's cutting it cutting check, check, it check, check watch this jackie check this out Ch- cutting, cutting cutting pops in his mouth nothing video, video done that's it video done Fucking bullshit. you are correct and he's then he 100%. and then he wants you to buy his fucking book yeah i'm sure yeah. he does screw you buddy you, you can't make a uh, stick. i'm not right behind your damn book but man what about um what about um the Jamie Oliver. Have you ever watched any of his his videos? I have not. I'm, I'm, I, what, what's, you might what, want to look into it. This guy, he, uh, uh, he is also British, but he's not a piece of shit like Gordon Ramsay. Oh, well, uh, Gordon Ramsay <laughs> is a grumpy. Uh, he's a he's a pill. Yeah. Uh, Gordon Ramsay is uh, Jamie Oliver, not a pill. Nice guy. And uh, who could be? He could be bossy. But yeah, you know what? Yeah. Dude's a chef. Yeah. So, uh, chef's going to be bossy, and uh, you, but I think, don't. What do, you, what do you think the appeal is of guys like Gordon Ramsay? Like, why have they gotten so popular? Is it, people want to see like minions in the kitchen be abused. They find that entertaining. What do you think? They it must. It's it's the draw of like a reality show. You know, I, last week's episode was about Vanderpump Rules. Um, mm-hmm. Great comic. Um, Liza Traeger uh, came on, talked about uh, Vanderpump rules and it was plug and play. And I was like, this is a madhouse, right? I don't understand how um, how you could watch this. And she was like, I was like, what are you looking for? Right. What are you what are you hoping for? Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm about to share uh, this screen, by the way, because uh, I think. It might be funny, except for is it funny if this is if this thing is going to be in the way? That's no, not really that's that. not, not, not not really that funny. <laughs> that's not that funny. I've seen okay, funnier jokes so... and cookie preferences. But wait, <laughs> what, what, what were you trying to highlight there? I was trying to highlight that um, cookie pre- that is cookie preferences. 
All right. That's a good name for um, a gal in the typing pool. Oh, my, my, my best type is cookie preferences. Have you ever? Oh, and here's the weird thing is <laughs> he's doing he's doing this thing where um, <laughs> look how big that steak is. Oh, yeah. That's like a strip steak. Or, or, no, sorry. No, strip. that's like a. Hanger. It looks like a prime rib, doesn't it? No, prime rib has more marbling. That's like a, uh, what do you call it? A, 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 not strip, a fucking flank. No, it could be a flank, could be a hanger. Skirt, skirt steak, I think. Oh, and look, he's. it looks like he's about to put some cheese on this bastard. Oh, my God. Um, what, what, a, what a maniac. <laughs> Famous it's, cheese, uh, cheese steak balls. I have been to steak places where they're like, you, you buy the steak and the steak is $46 oh, yeah. or whatever it is. Right? Yeah. It's a million dollars. And then they're like, did you want anything else with that? Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, wait, that's all I'm getting. It's just like mushrooms or <laughs> it, onions it, 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 or it is sick. blue sometimes, cheese. Sometimes they'll charge you for the fucking like sauce on the steak, which is crazy. Because they just make that by combining like fond with red wine or something like that. It's like wild, like how there's history with these expensive places. Right, right. Yeah, it's uh, I think uh, I was in Vegas a couple of weeks ago at the Rio and I Ooh. went to the I it was seven days, 14 shows. I wanted to take oh, my God. own life by the That's end terrifying. of this fucking week. That's it was. And so like were, on, were, were on they, the, they were casino shows. Yeah. And they, oh. it was the comedy cellar, which meant it was it's the best room I've yeah. ever played in Vegas oh, really? oh, cool. because the, uh, you only do 15s, mm-hmm. but there's two shows a night, seven yeah. nights. And yeah. um, and the audience and there's no expectations or anything. So you it, it's kind of awesome. The food, the uh, the food's terrible. Uh, sure. The Rio is uh, just it used to be awesome. Now, mm-hmm. feel free. Somebody come over and paint it uh, or knock it down and rebuild. Yeah. But the the top of the Rio has a steak joint mm-hmm. that I went and I think it was it was Saturday night. I went maybe Sunday night because I think it was the last night I was there. And I'm like, I would like to go spend one hundred and twenty dollars yeah. on just someone serving me yeah. instead of me going to the like the five guys uh-huh. and eating another fucking burger um, and uh there was a subway next to it. I was like, I'm never I, I, was, I, was just, I was just about to say, Jackie, you remind me the only time I've ever been to Vegas. I was like 22 or 23 or something like that. And I was poor and dumb. So I ate at that little subway on the strip, which is like not even a, not even a proper subway. It's like tucked between two buildings. So it's like <laughs> size. I ate there like twice a day for like four straight days. It was the gnarly. That's because you had $11 a day to spend on food. Man, and I, at I, the I, time, I, it would have. Dismal period of my life. <laughs> you know, back in the, um, I'm sort of hijacking your, uh, your, your no, topics here, but no, we're no, talking no. food. Yeah, but yeah. the, uh, um, in the nineties, I used to do the road, just grind the driving road. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, Subway had just opened. And one of the things that Subway did was they had a club where they would they would give you a card. And if you got uh, 10 clicks, right, Mm -hmm. holes in this card. um, And we never cheated. Weird. Uh, You could get a free. (laughs) Right, right. Unlimited unlimited sandwiches for the rest of your life. Right. It was uh, you could get a free six inch half a sub. Right. Mm -hmm. So I knew a guy, Spencer Thompson, very funny comic who had 
he had done a road gig too far away. He, a Minneapolis comic, he was in Denver and he was driving back and all he had was gas money and two of these cards. So every six hours he would yeah. stop yeah. and get a six inch sub. Uh, good, for, good for him. And he finally he, made home. Why did he lose uh, his cards? He would have died in the desert. Oh, it would have been, yeah, it was like it kept him alive, you guys. Yeah. It was a desperate time being a, a, a road feature. I anyway. I that now and we're all fucking living it, rolling in the dough. <laughs> oh, my God. it's And it's super worse now because back in the 90s, uh, features used to get uh, hotel rooms. And now they don't. You have to figure out how to live in your car or you have to figure out uh, if you could stay with another comic. And mm. club owners... Um, you're charging $25. Please give features a place to stay. That'd be nice. Django Gold, what is, what haven't we covered? Here's, uh, we haven't covered, we talked YouTube, we talked a cast iron, mm. um, the meditative qualities of making one dish again and again and again. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's, that, that, that's like my thesis statement. If, if, if the podcast guest is allowed a thesis statement, that's what it Please. is. Is that it's really just satisfying to do one. It's like you know the friggin' the monks with like the you know in the, in, in the mountains with like the, the bow and arrow. Like the, for the first three years of their training, they're not even allowed to pull back the bow. Like they just must contemplate the bow, and then three years in, then they're finally allowed to pull it back. Then three years after that, they can finally like fire their first arrow. It's that. It's that level. Well, not quite that level, but honestly, but like, is that know. manga? What is that? Where did <laughs> I you read that? <laughs> I, I, I think it's real. I don't think I saw it in a cartoon. But, <laughs> but but it's that that style is like like focusing on one thing so much, and that that's why I just you know I'm so into it. Like it's something I am getting better and better at it every time, and I've like just it's such a satisfying th- thing to be able to do one thing well, and so that's why right. I, I, have, I have my little monthly ritual. Of cooking up that ribeye, man. The, uh, yeah. And what else are you, are what else are you cooking on that on that gas grill? I'm kind of fascinated that it's kind of a janky gas grill, but you're yeah. like, it's going to last as long as it lasts. I mean, you know, your burgers and dogs and stuff like that. I'll have people over and you know, cook with some veggies can be nice. Um, okay. Yeah. So you're it it it's a full serviced kind of uh, yeah. stovetop kind yeah. of thing. It's nice to have people over and cook cook for them. It's, it gives me a little bit of a warm feeling where my heart is. Yeah. Do, do you cook much? I for like. People? I do, well, we had we had a uh, we had a barbecue the other day. I'm a big go. fan of a Weber. I'm a big oh, yeah. fan of briquettes. Oh, I like cute, I like a charcoal. But you probably have a yard. I like this, yeah, and I like the smell of it. I like the. We used to have a tiny Smoky Joe, mm-hmm. you know, just that, which is just a tiny kettle, yeah. uh, a Weber baby kettle, and then, um, and then we, I think my in laws gave us a decent sized yeah. Weber because they came over and we cooked for the four of us on this tiny Smoky Joe, and they're like, "This is going to take forever," and I was are like, you, "Well, we're not making that much food." Are you the grill master of the household? Nope. No, I let uh, I let Andy do it. Right. Um, him to work because he he seems to he seems to like it, or he doesn't trust me with fire. Sure. We don't know. Could be. Could be. Yeah. I'm, I'm not here to I'm not here to judge, but uh, I do. I like. I'm here to eat, and yeah. I I do a lot of different kinds of roasted chicken. I'm working and yeah. have been for low these twenty years a uh, a calendar of my favorite twelve chicken recipes, oh. roasted chicken recipes. I've had eleven 
for about a decade. I, I, I can't, I, I can't pull the trigger. I have a book to recommend you that I think you would really like. Yeah. You know, you know the, the chef Jacques Pepin? Yeah. He made a book called Art of the Chicken. I, I recently acquired it myself. It's basically oh. an entire, it's like a, it's like a loose, loose autobiography that kind of centers around his experiences with chickens. Cause he, he grew up in like Leon or whatever, where they're known for yeah. like their, their famous chickens there. And so it's just a bunch of recipes of his, but here's the kicker. It's also his beautiful paintings of chickens. Cause he's like a really great painting painter. Yeah. So it's like 80 beautiful color paintings of chickens, his stories about chickens and his recipes about ch chickens are done very informally. It's just like, you know, not like a listening. Oh, it's just like the process of doing it. It's like one of the coolest books I've ever read. You should check it out. Okay. I will definitely read that. Uh, I got as a gift once 50 shades of chicken. Ooh. <laughs> and it is one of the creepiest uh, oh, no. it's like recipe bondage. books. Yeah, it's a bondage chicken book. Mm -hmm. But uh, some of the recipes are great. Yeah. But it is genuinely super like all the chickens are trussed up in some way. Mm -hmm. The chickens in the in the recipe, like there's always like a three paragraph fake story. Oh, so the chickens are always women and yes. they're dead. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't, because they're you dead don't eat, fucking you don't chickens. Eat roosters, do you? <laughs> so it's right. some, some sadist taking right. out hatred of the females. Right. Uh, it's yeah. such a weird. Oh I mean, I get that there was a theme and you wanted mm -hmm. to make a recipe, and some of the recipes are delicious, quite honestly. Yeah, but you have if, to if avoid. You if you verbally abuse the chicken before you cook it, it really helps. <laughs> The you're just like you know i paid for this chicken and oh uh yeah, I, 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 ne I, I never pay for it i never pay for chicken yeah. <laughs> it's genuinely uh occasionally offensive uh, yeah, uh there's <laughs> right uh but if you could avoid like avoid i should actually just it, thinking about the implications of it <laughs> right right so i should genuinely just go through and redact all of the uh storyline yeah. and then just leave the Tasty, leave the recipe silent mm -hmm. it's my book i can do yeah. whatever i want with it Absolutely. i could totally rip it up if i wanted to just yeah. take out the ones that aren't even good recipes how about what, that what, what what are the good recipes or what is one of the good uh, my favorite, uh, there's a very basic chicken recipe that I've always done uh, that my stepmother, it was one of the only, she was good at probably a handful of recipes. Mm -hmm. She didn't like to cook. And uh, she was one of the only people I ever knew that uh, could not make pancakes. <sighs> she made a shitty, shitty pancake and there was a pancake <laughs> mix and oh, she man. made them twice a week for oh. six years. How do you fuck with a mix? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you don't cook it long enough. Oh, so you have, like you have weird gummy pancakes. Weird gummy, disgusting. Yeah. I never had a decent uh, pancake until college, Bummer. and then um, I didn't even like pancakes until after college. That's, I was that, like, "That's the traumatic." Oh, no, this dream, could be done well. I imagine you'd be having other than spiders. It's just pancakes, gross ass. Right, pancakes terrible pancakes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, the basic uh, pancake is what you want to do is you want to do pieces. I don't ever like to cook a whole chicken just because it takes longer and you don't get sort of the stock parts. I have a, I have a strong opinion about chicken. Yeah, uh, I, there, there's a whole dork forest uh, where Maria Bamford interviews me about my love of chicken, but it's oh, probably yeah. from 11 years ago. I've changed, but I'm still interested. <laughs> so you're still a chicken lady. I'm still a chicken lady, still interested. Yeah. Uh, the uh, So it's parts and then you... It's just a very basic salt, pepper, and, mm -hmm. and garlic, fresh garlic that you just sort of 
dab around. You can do little dabs of butter on top of the skin to crisp it. Yeah. And then depending on your stove, anywhere between like 400 and four and a quarter for 45 minutes to an hour. And you can spin it if you want. And then uh, the variation on that is if you go, you ever go and get, you ever see those like rosemary garlic bread loaves? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You rip those up, you put it underneath that chicken and you bake that chicken on top of that. That's chicken bread. It's called chicken bread. That's amazing. What a great idea. Uh, it literally dripping you only want to do that once a month unless you want to lie down oh my god man drippings of anything are just like that that that, 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 that's an untapped resource right there that is so brilliant (laughs) i I love that man (laughs) yeah chicken bread it's it's the greatest idea in the world i'm gonna file that away in the old noggin the old noggin (laughs) and then there's a variety of sort of like marinades that i do like i'll do a yogurt mint with Mm -hmm. some olive oil and uh and a little bit of probably coriander and cumin or i'll do a rub which is a coriander cumin cinnamon kind of rub yeah uh and those will be overnights and um this is a terrible terrible conversation to have when the only food i have in my hotel room is one of these goddamn rx the rx i I travel with those too because it's a desperate day (laughs) it sucks man i want a chicken now (laughs) (laughs) oh i'll tell you you ever get to montreal the portuguese are doing some amazing work with chicken oh yeah yeah portuguese uh montreal portuguese chicken um austin I believe there to be some amazing chicken going on there. I can't think yeah. of it offhand, yeah. but it's mostly just kind of ribs and pulled pork and stuff. Yeah, I like barbecue. Uh, sure. Yeah, I like barbecue. Uh, I like a dry barbecue more than a barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah. But you're, you're um, uh, or I don't like wet food. It just <laughs> it gets it gets a little wet for me. But I'll eat it. I mean, I'll eat almost yeah, anything. Yeah. I think that's been proven. Uh, Jacob Gold. <laughs> it has been an hour. That's the weird thing. Nice work. We talked a lot about chicken and t- a lot about steak, and now yeah, we did a half hour on steak, and we did uh, that's, that's fifteen fair, minutes man. on stand up, and then we did fifteen <laughs> minutes on other foods. The golden ratio. Django Gold, you guys, stand-up comic coming to LA this very week. Uh, So if you get to see, are you going to do the stories? Are you going to do the the good good heroin? Right? Yeah, good heroin is the name of it. It's a Saturday show. I'll I'll be there in Los Angeles. Yep. So follow him on Instagram. Find out where uh, he's going to be. Maybe he'll be posting. But on Twitter, it's just Django D J A N G O. On Instagram and YouTube, it's Django Industries. DJ Ango, it'll be in the it'll be in the notes, and next month in July there'll be a new special on that YouTube page, Django Industries, right. called Bag of Tricks. So of thanks tricks, for doing baby. the show, man. Thanks for having me, Jack. This this is great. I can't wait to make some chicken bread. It's going to be bonkers. Oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. Take care, Rangers. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?